Today's daf is Ksubis daf Samach Gimel. And we are 16 lines from the bottom of daf Samach Beis Omid Beis, the two dots, Reb Chanino Ben Chachinoi. Today's daf is being learned, Le'ilui Nishmas, Chayim Eloza Ben Yibadol Chayim Reb Shimshon Aryeh, and Le'ilui Nishmas, Yisroh Yaakov Ben Nosan Natan. So, yesterday's daf discussed the obligation that a man has towards his wife, of Oina. Oina kipshutai is an obligation that a man has midai raisa. It's based on a pasik that says clearly that every husband has to make sure that he does not withhold from his wife she'er, ksus, and Oina. What is Oina? Tashmishamita. What exactly is the chi of Oina? So we saw in the Gemara, and we spoke out to Pnei Yeshua, who says it very, very clearly, that the Chi of Oina is actually fundamentally different than the Chi of Sher and the Chi of Ksos. The Chi of Sher and the Chi of Ksos that a husband has is based on the woman, what she wants, what she needs. As it relates to the Chi of Oina, it has nothing to do with the woman. Rather, it is totally in the man, and what it is, in short, that he does for Parnassah. So depending on what the man's 9 to 5 is, that's going to determine and dictate what exactly his Chiv Oyne is. We said that the Pnei Yeshua invoked the principle of Masar HaKosov L'Chacham. He says that even though the actual Chiv Oyne is a Chiv Dei Raisa, but at the same time you find that Chazal gave different Shiurim for people that had different Gesheftin, and of course there's no Makar to that in the Torah, but Masar HaKosov L'Chachamim, Tein L'Chacham V'Yech Gamoy, literally and the Chachamim, using their wisdom, determined what exactly the Chiv Oyne is going to be for different situations. Now, as it relates to the specific context that we're up to right now, just to set it up. That is, the Mishnah said that that even though a husband has a chiyavayna, and based on that you would think that means he has to stay close to home to be able to fulfill his obligation. But at the same time, the Talmudim have a right to leave their homes without asking permission from their spouse for up to 30 days. Now the Gemara on the bottom of Samachalaf on the days asked Bershos Kama, what if the husband asks Bishos? So what's the shear then? Shalai Bishos is 30 days. What if he does ask Bishos? So the Gemara's immediate reaction was, Bishos, come the boy. I don't know. Whatever they work out, whatever their arrangement is, should be fine. But the Gemara followed up and said, Aber Urcha de Milsa Kama. What's Urcha de Milsa? Rashi says that sometimes you can convince your wife of something. You can convince somebody else of something. But let's be honest. They didn't really agree. But, or for whatever reason, they went along with it. And the question is, what's normal so that in the event you have Rishos, you could do it without a guilty conscience? And the Gemara brought a machloikis between Rav and Rabbi Yechanan. Rav said, A person, a Talmud, can go learn for a month, but then he has to come back for a month. It can go again for a month, and again come back for a month. Rabbi Yechanan said, That, you can go learn for a month, and then you have to come back for two months. So Machlech is Rav and Rabbi Yechanan exactly how it works. But everybody seems to agree that even Bershos, what's the maximum amount of time at a shot that a Talmud can go away? It's for a Chaydash. The question is, one month on, one month off, or is it one and two? Freytosis, on the top of Samach Bez of the obvious question. The Mishnah said, HaTalmidim Yoytzin L'Talmud Torah Shaloi Bershos Shaloi Shemyayim. So Shaloi Bershos, they can already go away for 30 days. It sounds like, go away for 30 days, come back, fulfill your mitzvah and then go away again for 30 days. And here the Gemara says that Bershos Kamo and that's 30 days. And even then, with arguing and debating, when you go away for 30 days and now you come back, come back for a month, come back for two months, Machlekes Rav and Rabbi Yechanan, based on Psukim, that's Toysus Kasha. And because of that, Toysus says, we nearly read that I think Pshat in this Gemara, on the bottom of Samachalaf on the base, is completely different from the way Rashi learned the Gemara. Rashi learned Bershus Kamo is referring to the Talmidim. And this Machloik is Rav and Rabbi Yochan and Chaydish Khan, Chaydish Babayas, or Chaydish Khan, the Shnayim Babayas, was all discussing the Talmidim. Taisa says not much for that way. Because that means Bershus is a Chaydish and Shaloi Bershus is Lam Yem, same exact share. Elis Oktaisis, this Gemara of Bershus Kamo was talking about Payalim. It wasn't talking about Talmidim. But Anachanami, Talmidim would be able to go away, Bershus, even for a longer period of time. That's what Tosfus says. So the question is, what is that 
longer period of time. So that's not clear. That doesn't seem to be something that the Gemara necessarily addressed in the same acute way that the Gemara addressed according to the Ri, Bershul's Kama. But one thing we did see is a Gemara in Samach Beis on the days where the Gemara said, That's a shita that argues with the Mishnah. But another thing that we saw, and that's going to segue us into today's daf, and that is that sometimes at the onset of a marriage, or sometimes even later in the marriage, the husband would go away for as much as 12 years. And that's something that you find. Now, according to the Ri, it's Brishos, so you can go away for Yud Beis Shonim. According to Rashi, it's a little bit fair. Because according to Rashi, if we have a Gemara that says, Chaydish Khan, Chaydish Babayas, or Chaydish Khan, Vishnayim Babayas, so if that's the case, what's Pshad in the Yud Beis Shonim? So Toysus already asks the Kasha, and Toysus says, You have to say that those marriages were very, very unique. And over there, the wives were so excited to be able to have this mysterious nefesh. They so badly wanted to be Makayim, Shavlochem, Mashkime, and they were so bored in to this avoider that they wanted their husbands to go away. So that according to Rashi, you have to say, again, it's schwer to learn the sugi according to Rashi, that Bershus Kama is talking about an ordinary marriage. And then we assume that, yeah, don't go away for more, th- more than 30 days. Even Bershus. But there was this super anomaly, and that is, we go from... 30 days, literally, to Yud Beis Shonim, either way. With that brief introduction, the Gemara told the story that Rebbe's son had done a Shidduch and went away to learn for 12 years. The Gemara now is going to bring a few other stories, some of them rather well known, as it relates to Tzadikim that went to learn for Yud Beis Shonim. Zok the Gemara, Reb Chanino ben Chachinoi, Habakozel Bey Rav, Bishili Hilule de Reb Shimon ben Yechai. So every time the Gemara tells context to a story, especially details, so it's kedai to know why. This is like really, really nuanced. So it was at the end of the wedding, Bashili means the end, it was at the end of the wedding of Rabshim Bayichoi. Rab Chanina ben Chachinoi was one of the guests at this chasana, and he's going to learn Torah. This is his own wedding. Tells Rab Chanina ben Chachinoi, he actively, wait for me, Adasi Badach. I can't leave now. It's the middle of my wedding. But after the wedding, I want to come learn with you. The Gemara says, Lo He didn't wait for him. Yosef In the meantime, he went to learn for 12 years. When he came back, it seemed the whole city, all the streets, everything had been completely changed. He had no way of getting home. He went and he sat at the banks of the river. He didn't know how to get to his house. Shamala, he revisa. See, he overheard that there was a girl that was talking to another girl, Dabi Karala, and they were referring to this girl as Bas Chachinoi. Bas Chachinoi. They told her, Moli Kulsech, fill up your pail and come along. And Nasal, obviously, this girl is from my family. His name was Rabbi Chanina ben Chachinoi. This girl is being called Bas Chachinoi. He realized they're related, so Ozal Basra, he started following her. Until eventually he made it to his house. Says the Gemara, when he came to his house, his wife was sitting in the kitchen and she was refining flour. She looked up. She saw her husband. Her husband had been away for 12 years. And she was so overwhelmed by Ahava, by emotion. That because she couldn't handle the moment. He said, This is the schar. She waited for me faithfully for 12 years. This is the reward that she's going to get. Ben Chachino, Davin for her, Vechayo, and she ended up living. Another story. Rabchama Barbisa, also Yosef Tracy Shnibe Be Midrasha. Rabchama Barbisa, he went to learn Torah for 12 years. He also, when he came back, Omar, he said, Lo Yavid Kedavid Ben Chachino. See, it seems this story with Rabchanid Ben Chachino made its rounds. And Tamidim that had gone for 12 years, they realized that when you come back, don't do it the way Rab Chanidim and Chachidoy was. Try to eliminate the element of surprise and of shock as best as you can. So he said, oh, I'm going to break it in. He went and he sat in the basement. Just meaning he didn't just show up at his wife's door. And he sent a, a shliach to his house. And he told them, just let the mishpacha know that I arrived. So the Gemara says, Asa Rab Rabbi Yishia, who was Rabbi Chamer Barbisa's son, came 
to see his father. Yosef came as he came to him, but he didn't tell him who he was yet. Have a commercial Ishmaite, and he started talking to him and learning. And Rab Barbisa was so nispal from this bacher, Rab Bray, he couldn't get over how good he was in learning. And he had Chalisha Sadas. Omar, he said, Had I been here, I probably would have been Zoycha to have a child like this. This is very interesting. He went and learned and steigt for 12 years, but he had Chalisha's Hadas from the Madrega of his son. Sounds a little chamsoifredic. On the one hand, you're steiging for 12 years, but then again, it's coming at the expense maybe of your child. Either way, so the Gemara says, Ki all the say when he finally came home, Ol Basrei said, This boy, Rabbi, she still didn't tell him who he was. He followed him. He's following his father back to his house. Come, Kame. And then he stood up for a Oishia. When he walked into the house, so the Gemara says, He assumed that the reason this boy stood up is he wanted to continue talking to him and learning. I mean, they had a conversation in Beis Madrash. Now he came to us. That's a son. So he thought, yeah, he's following him home like he followed the Rashiva. You want to talk to him and learning. So the Gemara says, So his wife said, Is there a father that stands up for his child? Again, let's play it out. Chomer Barbisa came to Bismedrish. He doesn't want to shock his wife. He's been away for 12 years. He sends a message, let it be known to my family that I'm home. His son Rabbi Yishia comes to pick him up from Bismedrish, but he didn't tell him yet, for whatever reason, who he is. And they start talking and learning, and he's blown away to the point of Chalish Zadas. He says, I bet if I would have stayed home, I could have had a son. If I would have invested the proper koiches in him, that would have been just like this boy. Okay, they talk and learning. He now goes back home. This Boy, Rabbi Yishia, who's his son, is following him. First, Rabbi Chama Rabbi comes home, sits down, has a coffee, and a few minutes later, this boy walks in. He's been following him home. When he walked in, so Rabbi Chama Rabbi stood up for him. So his wife told him, is there such a thing that a father stands up for his son? When he heard that, he was blown away. He said, this is my son? Einchap, it's my son. Rami Bar So Rami Bar when he heard this, he said over, that this family is an example of a chuta meshulish. How so? Rab Oishia, b'noishal Rab Barbisa. So he had Rab Oishia, who was the son of Rab who was the son of Bisa. And this is a chuta meshulish that's loy b'meheri Another story. Rabbi Akiva, Raya the Ben Kalba Hava. Rabbi Akiva was the shepherd of, of Kalba Savua. Chazisa Barte. Kalba Savua had a daughter, David Saniu Maili, who saw that Rabbi Akiva was Saniu Maili. So he was a Tsunua and he had a lot of Mailas, Amrulay, and she wanted to marry him. So she goes over to Rabbi Akiva and she proposes to him. Says, If I would agree to marry you, would you agree to go learn? Meaning, I want to marry you. She's the daughter of the wealthiest man in the region. And she literally goes over to this shepherd, this Araman, you know, and at this point, doesn't even know Aleph base, and says, if I agree to marry you, would you agree to go learn Amr Law in? Absolutely. So they got married, but they got married quietly, meaning no one knew about this chasen. There were Aiden, the Kedushin, you need a minion for Berchus Chasanin, but other than that, no one knows what's going on. But say, and then she sent him to go learn. It's so clear. Her father heard what went on. He wasn't happy. This is my Aiden. This is what I worked all these years for, to have a, a son-in-law that Pasha doesn't know anything. So what was his reaction? This is very old school. Number one, she threw her, he threw her out of his house. And he made a nether that she can't have any enough from his nechassim. So the Gemara says, In the meantime, Rabbi Kiva went to learn for how long? 12 years. He also, when he came back, he came back with 12,000. He overheard, as he starts getting closer to his house, that there was an old man, the Carmelo, that was talking to his wife and said, How long are you going to have to live like an Almana? I mean, your husband's alive, but you're living like an Almana. How long is this going to go on? So she said, If he would listen to me, he would go back and learn for another 12 years. Meaning, I'm so happy with what he's doing and with my role in life and this mysterious nefesh, mitzidi, another 12 years. Amar, so Rabbi Akiva said to himself, Bershus Kavidna? What, what I'm doing is Bershus Hadar Azov Yasset Reis Reis He went back to learn for another 12 years. Incidentally, 
who is the one that told this to Rabbi Akiva's wife, Ahu Saba? Who's Ahu Saba? Taisu says, that Ahu Saba is Elio Anavi. So this is Elio Anavi who's getting involved over here. He's literally intervening to create the destiny of the world to literally build Rabbi Akiva. Because we all know the end of the story. So the Gemara says, Kiyasa, where Rabbi Akiva came back. Now he had learned for 24 years. He came back this time with 24,000 Talmidim. His wife heard that now Rabbi Akiva, he did 12 years and another 12 years, that he's coming. So she went out to greet her husband. Everybody went to greet Rabbi Akiva, but she included. So the Gemara says, Her neighbors, and this is Amrullah, this wasn't just one person, right? Amrullah, they told her, just the chap, she's a very, very poor woman. Her father had been Madar Hana from Olam Nechassim. She has nothing. Her husband is not even around. This is a woman back in the day. She has no way of really taking care of herself. So she has absolutely nothing. So her neighbors say, you're going to greet your husband now. Your husband is this great rabbi. He's coming with tens of thousands of Talmidim. You have to greet him in a very bakavadig way. So she told them, a tzaddik understands the nefesh of his behemoth, meaning he understands me. We're a husband and wife, trust me. He's not going to care what I look like. The fact that I'm here, it's going to be perfect. When she came to him, so the Gemara says she bent down and she was kissing his feet. So Rabbi had a gaba. You have 24,000 Talmidim, you're going to have a gaba. And he stopped pushing her away. So Rabbi Akiva said to everybody, leave her. Because you don't realize everything that I've earned. All my Torah, which by definition means all of your Torah, Shalah is really her Torah. In the meantime, Kabbal Savu is sitting in his executive suite somewhere. He's in a business meeting. He's in his conference room. And he is this big rabbi is coming with 24,000 Talmidim. Omar, so he said, hey, I want to go to him. Now, why did, why did Kabbal Savu want to go to him? This is interesting. He said, He said, because maybe he's going to be made from my nether. So it seems that this nether was talking on the conscience of and it even sounds like he would have been made for the nether maybe at some earlier point in time. But he couldn't find any rough that would be made for the nether. Or be matter the nether. So who's going to take care of this? So he decided, perfect, this is uh, an opportunity. This great rough is coming to town. Let me go to him. So the Gemara says, he went to him. So he sits down with Rabbi Akiva. At this point, they don't know who they are, and he says, tell me, Adaita the Gavir Rabbi me Nadris? So Rabbi says, ah, so tell me a little bit about the Nadris. He says, you know, I had a daughter, she got married to the shepherd, and I wasn't happy with the marriage because I wanted that my son-in-law should be a, a man of a little more chashivus. I made a net that she can't have any enough for my nechassim and now my daughter's estranged from me and, and she's an aniyavev yoyna. She has absolutely nothing and I'm trying to get out of this net. So he tells her, tell me, had you known that your son-in-law was going to one day become a gavir rabba, would you have made this nether? Omale. He says, a gavir rabba? Right, from here you see how little Rabbi Akiva knew. He said, if he would have known one perik or one alocha, I wouldn't have made an ad. So he told him, I'm your son-in-law. When he heard this, now he fell. And he kissed his legs. And he gave away half of his nechassim. Incidentally, I saw that flaw ask. He gave away half of his nechassim. And you have to know, this is... So maybe he gave it for the yeshiva. This was a big yeshiva. It was a big moisset. So maybe that's what he gave him the money for. The flaw doesn't say that. The flaw is very, very bothered with this kasha. How is he allowed to give Rabbi Akiva? Meaning it feels a little like Achzokah But is it really? He was very, 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 very wealthy. So this whole... Now he was an Ashagadol. Maybe that's the terrors to the kasha. But either way, something in that that's the story of Kalbas and Rabbi Akiva. But there's a postscript. Barted Rabbi Akiva of the little Benazayachi. Rabbi Akiva had a daughter, and his daughter did the same thing to Benazay. Meaning she sent Benazay away to learn for a very long time. This is what people mean when they say that the younger sheep they follow their mothers. We'll get back to this in a second. Rabbi Yosef, the Rava, Shadravu, the There's one more story. Rabbi Yosef, who was the son of Rava, so his father, his father's Rava, sent his son Rabbi Yosef. So again, Rava sends his son Rabbi Yosef to go learn where? By his own Rebbe. Who is Rava's Rebbe? Come to Rabbi Yosef. That was his Rebbe Muvik. Paskule Shishni. And the arrangement was that this is at the beginning of his wedding. He's going to go learn for six years. Gihavat Lashni. After three years passed, Matamalu Yemi the Kibur. He came back. 
for Yom Kippur. Omar, he said, Ezel v'schasinu linji beis. He wanted to see his family. He wanted to see his wife. So he said, he's going to come back after three years. Shoma avui. So Rava heard that his son Rabbi Yosef came back. Shaka mana. So he took a, a mana. This is old school. Rashi says, Klizayin. I mean, he took a rifle. Ki'ilu bolu hilachin. As if he's coming to fight a war. V'nafala ape. And he comes to his son, literally pointing the barrel of the gun at him. Amalei. Zainoschon iskarta. What, you remembered your zaina? That's why you came back. Ikidamri, some say, Amalei, he told him, Yoinoschon iskarta. It's the same thing. Miloshen. Yoinosi rayosi. See, he'd been away for three years. He just came and he comes on, wants to see his wife. Zainoschon iskarta. That's what his father tells him. Mamash with Klizayin. Rashi. In the meantime, Rashi says they got tied up with what? Again, quoting Rashi, a fight broke out. And in the meantime, this was Arab Yom Kippur, and supposed to eat a Sudas Hamavsekes, and no one got to eat the Sudas Hamavsekes because they were busy with this Meriva. Talk about a Gemara that's Einoi Oimer Elodirishuni. But either way, so this concludes the Gemaras that talk about men who went away to learn at the onset of their wedding for a very, very long time, and specifically, by far, the most notable, the Gemara tells the story of Rabbi Akiva Raid ben Kalbosavu. So we could talk about this Gemara forever, and that's why, Bar Hashem, we have related raid bites. But just, there's three toysfus in on this Gemara, and I think it's good to speak out all three. Just because we just learned the toysfus. We learned the Gemara, we learned the Rashi, let's just learn the toysfus. The first is that the Gemara says that Barte the, the Kalbosavu saw Rabbi Akiva, and she wanted to marry him. What did she see in Rabbi Akiva? I mean, she didn't see a man of high academic uh, stature. So what did she see in him? So the Gemara says he was Tzonia Umayli. He was a Tzonua. And it seems that he was Maili. He had very, very good meat. It's very tasty. Sakasha. How do you reconcile this with a Gemara that everybody knows? The Gemara M'sachem and Tesam and Beis. Where the Gemara says, Om Rabbi Akiva, Kisho Yisi Amaoretz. When I was an Amaoretz, Ho Yisi Oimer. I used to say, Miyitin li Talmud Chacham. Halavai, I would get my hands on a Talmud Chacham. Va'anashchenu kechamar. And I would bite him like a chamar. The Gemara says, like, Chelev el kechamar. But the point is, is that Rabbi Akiva said that when he was an Amaoretz, he had tremendous sin for a Talmud Chacham. Miyitin li Talmud Chacham. It doesn't sound like he was Miley. If he would have chapped an Amut Chacham, look at what he would have done. So, how could the Gemara say that Baitit Kapazavu said that she saw in him he was Sunny or Miley? Bechura, how does the Shtim with that Gemara? So, Taisfis says that you have to say that Be'etzim, Rabbi Akiva, was really Sunny or Miley. But the reason that he said that about Hamid Chachamim is because he was an Amaretz and he thought that the Tamid Chachamim hated the Amaretz. And it's interesting that Toysus actually rationalizes the thought. And it's based on, Toysus quotes Chagigud Yudches, but this concept that Bigdei Amaretz are medris, the Talmud Chachamim. So a Talmud Chacham wouldn't eat from an Amaretz, the Mai. And he wouldn't even touch the Begadim. It's Medris for Tumma, right? The Amoritz was Choshed on Tumas and Maestris. He was Choshed on Tumma Vatai, which basically meant you cannot, couldn't be in the same room as him. So what's the Amoritz supposed to think? So he thinks, oh, the Tamil Chochem probably doesn't like me. No, so it's Kemayim, Panama upon him. And Taisu says that's where that came from. But don't think based on this, that he wasn't Sunni or Miley, it's not true. And Toysus ends with the following words, meaning he was a Shomer Mitzvah, and Be'etzim, he was a Sunni or Miley. He just felt, listen, you don't like me, so I don't like you either. And that's where that was coming from. But it wasn't coming from a, a place of deep-rooted bad Midas. It was just something that was very, very focused very, very focused on Talmud HaChachamim. And Toysus says, this is all in the name of Rabbeinu Tam. But it's Yidua, not for now, but we've spoken out many times that the Hilgach Sam Soifer and his Svarim said a different shot. He said that you see from this Toysfus, and he based it on the Gemara and Shabbos, Kuf Chav Zayin not for now, but you see from this Toysfus, from Rabbi Akiva, that it's not a stira, that there could be a person that's Sonia O'Malley, but if he's an Amoritz, he's going to have a sinner towards the Talmud Chacham. It's very sharp, but this is what the Chsam Soifer said, and his raya was Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi Akiva was Sonia O'Malley. And you see from that Gemara in Shabbos, Kuf Chav Zayin where the Gemara talks about the incredible level of the Sonia O'Malley, I am the related raid bites. Oh, but at the end of the day, Kisho Yisi Amoritz, Yisi Oymer, Mi Yitan Li Talmud Chacham, Vanashchenu Kechamar, Zoktich Sam Soifer, Taisus wiggled out of the Kasha. He says, Veli Nira, that Alpio Emes, it's both true. 
And a person could be tzaniyu but if he doesn't have an appreciation for Torah, Rashi says this in the beginning of Parshas Bechukaisai, it can sometimes lead to even sinner for a Talmud Chacham. That's the first Taisus. The second Taisus is, so Kabbal Savor meets Rabbi Akiva. It doesn't know he's Rabbi Akiva yet, but he's very excited that this great rabbi came to town because he has this nether that's been looming and hovering over him and it's been bothering him and he's been trying to get out of it. He swore, almost literally, that his daughter won't be able to have any anah from his nechassin. And he's trying to get out. So he sits down with Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva pulls out one of the, the oldest tricks in the books, and that is, he sits down and tells him, tell me, had you known this, that, and the other thing, would you have made a nether? No. Oh. So he finds a Pesach for his nether. This is Mesach this Nadar 101. And based on finding a Pesach for his nether, he was able to get out of it. Frey Tosfus, that this Pesach that Rabbi Akiva found would seem to violate the most basic halacha in Hilchus Pesach and Hilchus Nadar. Talachi is ain poischin benoilat. So if you sit down with a person and you say, listen, had you known that three years after you made this nether, this, that, and the other thing would have happened, that's not a Pesach. Pesach has to be, had you known at the time that you made the nether that this happened, or this maybe was going to happen, but something that's noilat, something that you couldn't have anticipated and you couldn't have known at the time that you made the nether can't be used against you. That can't be used as a Pesach for your nether. The lumbus of nether and, and Pesach for nether works with Mekach toys. in the Rishonim in the beginning of the second parakimah Nadarim. And it's based on that, it's based on that, that you would need that that thing should have been present at the time of the nether so that we can somehow justify what we're doing as, oh, the nether was made betoiz. But if it's noilad, it's something that wasn't in existence at the time. It first came into existence later. So it's not something you could have anticipated. So I can't now tell you a shtickle Torah that, oh, this nether was made betoiz. Then about the Pesach Sanakin Or. It's afraid Toysvis. What was the... Pesach, Adaita the Gavar Rabba Minodris, Rabbi Akiva was decades away from becoming a Gavar Rabba. So if that's the case, Ain Poischem Benoila, the Eishloimar says Toysus, and this Toysus is often quoted by the Balei Musser. The Hachalei Choshev Noilat. This is not called Noilat, because Kivan Shaholach the Beirav. Because at the time that he got married, at the time that Kabbal Savu made the nether, at that second, he had already gone to learn Torah. And the derech The derech is that when a person goes to learn Torah, he becomes an Adam Gadol. And because of that, that's not Noilat. Had he known that he had gone to learn Torah, that was what he told him. Would you have made the nether? He said no. Well, if that's the case, then that means and that's not Noilat, and based on that, you'd be able to make the nether. Gewaldig. That a person that goes to learn Torah, it's already shchiach, derecho that someone that leaves his house is going to become an Adam God. Meaning, the fact that it would be the derech that he would learn a perik echad and aloch achas, that's not a chiddish. But the net, what Rabbi Akiva told him was, and even that, it seems like, would have been enough from what Rabbi Akiva said to be poiseach the neder, and that's Tosis' explanation. And finally, the third Tosis here in the Sugi is the Gemara, as a postscript says that what Rabbi Akiva's wife did to Rabbi Akiva, Barteid Rabbi Akiva, of the late to her husband, and her husband was Benazi. So Tosis asks Akasha, it sounds from here that Benazi was married. And everybody knows that throughout Chas, who's the one Tana that never got married was Benazi. It's brought down Shulchan Aruch in the beginning of an Ezer. That if a person is on the Madrig of Benazai, he has a right not to learn Torah, all the rate associated with Benazai. But the bottom line is, is that Frey Toysis, it's a Mephorja Gemara. The Gemara seems to say that Benazai got married. Now, Toysis says that the truth is, is the Gemara. Gemara Masech the Saito, but the Gemara brings the Tzad that Benazai got married, but as soon as he got married, he was Pirish. So it says, Toysis, oh, the Fiza, it's perfect. That's Ma'od Matim, it works very, very nicely with this Gemara. But that's a Shailah in the Gemara. And the Gemara had it said that that's really not what happened. If that's not what happened, how do you reconcile it with this Gemara? And Toysfus says, V'yei you have to say, Even though the Gemara says that Rabbi Akiva's daughter did to Ben Azai what her mother did to her husband, it wasn't Mamish the same thing. Rabbi Akiva and his wife were married Ben Asuan. But... As it relates to Rabbi Akiva's daughter and Ben Azai, all they had was Arison. They didn't have Nesuin. So all the Gemaras that say Ben Azai never got married mean that there was never a Nesuin. This Gemara that says 
Ben Hazai did get married means that there was Erison once upon a time. The Erison and the Nasuan were bifurcated a year or so with lapse in between. So it's not Loy Shriach. And as a result, Taisva says that that's what you would have to say. Just Agav, as it relates to this Maisa of Rabbi Akiva and his wife. So one of the Makairis is here, Ksubas Tafsamach Beis. Perhaps not coincidentally, it's also a Gemara Mesachtis Yuvamis Tafsamach Beis. Now over there, the Gemara tells the story of the Talmidah Rabbi Akiva and how they all died, Mises Askara, Beparikachot. So that's more what the focus is on that Gemara Mesachtis Yuvamis. And there's another Gemara in Mesachtis Nadarim Daf Memtes, where the Gemara talks a little bit about the early marriage of Rabbi Akiva and his wife and how poor they were. Vir tu Elio Anavi intervened. I am Shaman the Gemara for another day. In the meantime, we return to our regular program, which is Mesechtis Ksubis, not a hard remainder of the daf, and then we're going to come back and we'll speak out some rate. Zok de Mishnah, a woman that rebels against her husband. The Gemara is going to explain what that means. Miksubasa, So every week, Bishabs, that she is in this rebellious state, what we do is we give her a knas, we penalize her. What's the knas? We reduce the amount of her ksuba. So, even though a woman gets married, she has this ksuba, this is her safety net, this is her insurance policy, but at the same time, she's going to end up getting it. And it's possible that she can misbehave during the course of her marriage, and as a result, she's going to lose some of her ksuba. Specifically, if she's mayredes al so every week we deduct her ksuba amount by 70 number. Rebuda says shiva trapikin. Not 70 narim, but 7 trapikin. Ad masayhu paiches. Up until how much are we paiches? Ad kenege ksubasa. Her entire ksuba. Meaning we're paiches to the ksuba. So the ksuba was masayim zuz up until masayim zuz. But not more than that. What's the point? The point is if she brought a nechsem elog, for example, we're not going to take away from her nechsem elog. Rabbi Yosem, Rabbi Yosem, he argued. He said, la'olam hu paiches v'hoilech we take away her next time. Look, not just that, we even start accruing expenses against money she doesn't even have yet. So let's say she's at a deficit right now of 100 dinarim, and then five years later, all of a sudden she has a Yerusha. So to say that she had a Yerusha of 1,000 dinarim, we're going to take 100 off because that's money that you owe your husband from way back. So it's Machloikis between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi, whether we only deduct the amount of the Ksuba or we even deduct more than the amount of the Ksuba. We saw a Gemara in the beginning of Perak Afalpi where the Gemara said, Tanai Ksuba Ksuba, as it relates to Tosis Ksuba, the Gemara so the main nafkemina, fourteen nafkeminas. If you remember, the third nafkemina was lemaycheres or lemaycheles lemayredes. What does mayredes mean? Now we know the rest of the story. That when we reduce her ksuba in the event that she's mayredes, it's not just the ikri ksuba, but if there's toisvus ksuba, anything that was added to the ksuba is going to be included in this amount that we're going to reduce. Now, what if the man is mayred against his wife? What happens then? Then we add to Rixuba, but this is not equal. She loses seven dinarim, and he only loses three dinarim. We'll talk about this later. It's not seven trapikin, but it's rather three trapikin. So the bottom line is, is that you think the Ksuba is etched in stone at the time of the Chassan. Everyone has to be on their best behavior. I mean, literally, this Ksuba is, is open-ended and she's Mayredes, she loses seven, then he's Mayred and he gained and, and then it goes up three and it fluctuates mamish, and you, you don't know until it's over what exactly the, the final dollar amount of this Ksuba is going to be. So the Mishnah is talking about a woman that was Mayredes and a man that was Mayred as well. So Mayredes means when we say that she was Meredes, what was the Merida? What was the rebellion? It means she refused her husband Tashmash means she didn't want to do her work, right? All the Malachas that she's supposed to do, she didn't want to go to We learned in the Mishnah that just like there's a concept of a Meredes, there's also a concept of a Meredes, meaning if he's Meredes. What does Meredes mean? So I understand that it applies to her being Meredes and it applies to him being Meredes. She refuses him, she's a Meredes. He refuses her, he's a Meredes. But if Meredes means me Meredes, she has to work for him. But, does he have to work for her? Mar says, in. of course he has to work for her. He has to support her. But Omer, means when he says, I'm not supporting you, I'm not taking care of you. Is that true? Meaning, I understand that a man has to provide to his wife. But if when the Mishnah says, it means that, then essentially what the Mishnah is saying is that when somebody is 
Moirid, he says, What we do is, we just tack on to the amount of the ksuba. But we know that's not the halacha. So we actually force him to get divorced. So again, it can't be what the Mishnah means. Meaning, it's true, a man that says, is a, is a moirate, but the Mishnah gives a different halacha than the halacha that we're aware of. We're under the impression, if a man says that, that's grounds for divorce. Hayoyim. Achshav, pissoyim. You don't wait it. You don't say, okay, let's add to the ksubu. We'll add a little more. We'll add a little more. No, you're supposed to give a get right away. So that can't be what the Mishnah means when it says moirid. Moirid says not true because v'lavlem luchei beboy. What you think that when it says ha'imre enizam ve'enim afaris is that day all of a sudden edechsima ve'edem asira? Of course, that's not the way it works. They would work it out. They would try to figure out a way to make it work. So what the Mishnah is saying is that during that interim period when he was moirid, when he said enizam ve'enim afaris, now if they can't work it out, yoytzev eating ksubu. But let's say it takes six months until we figure it out. Every single week, what's happening is he's accruing penalties. Another three denarim, another three trapikin, another three denarim, another three denarim. And that's what the Mishnah is coming to say. So the bottom line is we have a machloikis. When it says in the Mishnah, my red ass, and it says my red, does it mean tashmish? That was Rafunashita. Or it doesn't mean mimbalacha? That was Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanina. If it means tashmish, then it's very simple. She was my red ass from tashmish, he was married from tashmish. If it means mimbalacha, she was my red ass, she wanted to do the mimbalacha that she's supposed to do. He was moirate. He said, I'll ask you a kasha from a bracer. What do you do when you have a Mishnah and there's some ambiguity in the Mishnah? So you find a bracer that says the same thing that the Mishnah says, usually a little wordier, and as a result, there's going to be a clue in some of those extra words what the precise halacha is. Says the Gemara, This halacha is true for an arusa or an asur. Now Rashi says an arusa. What, what could meredes arusami? She's not meredes mitashmish. There's an iser tashmish amito, and she's not meredes from malacha because there's no obligation yet to do any malacha. So Rashi says arusa being meredes means sheomra loy enase. She said that she doesn't want to get married benesuah. But either way, achasli arusa benesuah vafilu nida. Even if the one was a nida or she was a chayva, or she was a shemeres yavam who liked the arusa, she's refusing using yibum, so she doesn't want to do yibum. In all these cases, the halacha is you have the halacha meredes. I understand chayva, meaning a chayva is included in the halacha meredes. A chayva could have tashmish amita. But according to mandamah that says what is meredes mita means malacha chayva bas malachi. Could a chayva do malacha? Can't be. Elamai must be Tashmish Hamita. Now, there's an obvious question here. If my read this means Tashmish Hamita, it said Nita, right? A Nita's also be Tashmish Hamita. The Gemara is going to ask the question in a few lines. But now the Gemara is tining that being that it says Chayla, a Chayla could do Tashmish Hamita, a Chayla can not do Melacha. So if it means Tashmash Hamita, then I understand the Braisa, that a Chayla could be Meredes. But if it means be Melacha, a Chayla that doesn't do Melacha shouldn't be a Meredes because she's just physically, literally not healthy enough to be able to do Melacha. So because it is, the Gemara changes the Machloikis. Ela, mi Tashmish Meredes. You have to say Rav Huna and Rav Yosni, Rav Chanina, they never argued with regards to a woman that's Meredes, mi Tashmish, whether it's considered Meredes. It for Sure is. Where do you see it? You see it from the Bryce. You don't see it from the Mishnah because the Mishnah was unclear. But in the Bryce, you see it. You see a, a chayla is considered a meredes. Must be she's being meredes from Tashmish Amita. Keep pligi. What was the machloikis mi malacha? They were arguing. If a woman did not refuse Tashmish, but she did refuse malacha, is that considered a meredes or not? Mar savar mi malacha loy have a meredes. Rafuna said meredes is only Tashmish, but not mi malacha. Mar savar mi malacha nami have a meredes. A woman that's meredes mi Tashmish is a meredes. But if she's Mayredis from Malacha, it would also be considered a Mayredis. Gufa. Mayredis Abailo. A woman that's Mayredis Abailo, Poichsin la Miksubasa. We're Poiches from the Ksuba. This Gufa, by the way, is a Brysa. It's actually the longer version of the Brysa that the Gemara brought in Amanala. So again, the Brysa is longer than the Mishnah, tells us the Allah in the Mishnah, and it's always Gishmak to see what are the Hisophis in the Brysa. So someone that's Mayredis Abailo, Poichsin la Miksubasa, Shivadinar Mishabas. Every week we reduce 79. Rabbi Yudam Rabbi Yudam said, Shivatrapikin, so far, verbatim. The Mishnah. Rabbi say no, no, this is a major isafa. The rabbis came, they were chazrivenimnu. Nimnu usually means they voted. So they got together and they counted heads, and they voted and they came out. No, let's not do it the way they did it in the previously. Meaning, it sounds like the original thought was. 
Let's give a knas. Every week there's going to be a knas. He says, no, we don't like this. But rather what we can do is like this. There's going to be a four-week probation. Meaning for four weeks we're going to play this out. This out. And what we're going to do is for four weeks we're going to be machriz and alel. There's going to be a ramko, pashkevil, and we'll see exactly how this happened in a second, where they said, this woman, she's being meredes al-bayla. V'sholchen lo bezin. And bezin would send her, have a yodas, sha'afilu ksubasach meyamon. Letting you know, you could have a ksuba that's a hundred mana, apparently a lot of money. If sadita, you're going to end up losing it. So we didn't play games, meaning four weeks. You behave, it's a good. If not, you're losing everything. Meaning, based on the way the Mishnah sets it up, is if you have a ksuba that's meya mana and you're getting fined seven trapik in a week, so you can live this way for a very long time. But if we say four weeks, gamarno, you lose everything, so that's different. And that was the the machshava shnia of Chazal, and that was the chazru v'nimnu. Says the Brisa, continuing along. This is the part of the Brisa that we had on Amanalaf. Achasli arusim and esuah v'afilu nida v'afilu chayla v'afilu shaymeres yavam. Zok the Gemara. A few comments on this Brisa. No more. Amalei Rabbi Chayy Yosef Lishmor. Rabbi Chayy Yosef Tolshmul. Nida bas tashmishi. This is the question we mentioned earlier. A nida is not a, a bas tashmish. So if she's not a bas tashmish, how's an ogeya that uh, a nida should be a meredes? Now, according to Madama, that says that Meredes uh, is also considered a Meredes and that's not a Kasha but Rafuna Shita was that a Meredes is only Meredes Tashmish it says Nida so if uh, a Nida says that I'm refusing Tashmish well why would that make her a Meredes a Malay so Shmuel told Rav Chir by Yosef that at the end of the day if she's Meredes that gives him a feeling of so even a Nida is considered Paspasaloi but a Meredes already is not considered Paspasaloi and that's why she's considered a Meredes because she's ganvening him that feeling of having passed Pesali. I'm a Rami Barcham. Rami Barcham said, So the Rabbi Seinu were chazur and they said, So what should they do? They should be machriz for four weeks. This achraza, they didn't do it in the shock. But rather, what they did was is in the base Aknesis and the base Majish. That's what this Akhraza took place. Oh my Rava, I'll prove it to you. The Ktani Arba Shabbosois. It says Shabbos. Now Shabbos sometimes means a week. But the Gemara thinks that Shabbos in this Braisa means for Shabbos is literally. Why Shabbos? Oh, because Shabbos people used to go to Shul. So probably because they used to do it in the base Aknesses and the base Medrash. Mami, no, this is a Raya that this Achraza took place in the base Aknesses and the base Medrash. Omerami Barcham, another comment on the Braisa. Pamayim Sholchonomi Bezden. Bezden used to send to her twice. Achas Koydim Achraza. Once before the Achraza, they would say, okay, plus I understand you're being my redness. Let me tell you how this is going to play out for four weeks and be Saknesis and base Medrash, there's going to be Achrozes. And then afterwards, if you still don't come around, you're going to end up losing everything. And then after the Achros, they would come to her again and they would sit her down and say, okay, what's your final answer? Meaning, how are we moving forward? And he said, Halach is like Rabbi Seinu. Not like the Mishnah that we have this weekly Knas, but Halach is like Rabbi Seinu. There's this four week process, and afterwards, it's all over. Oh, my Rav, Rav said, Hey, Burcha. So he heard what Rav Nachman Bar Chizda said, and he said, Ah, Burcha, it's not true. Oh, my Lady, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok told Rav, My Burcha say, Why are you saying that? I'm not, I'm Rita Nahale, I'm the one who told it to Rav Nachman Bar Chizda, who you're saying was saying Burcha, who mishmeid the Gavar Rabbam Nitanale. And when I told it to my son in the name of a Gavar, Mani, who's this Gavar Rabbam? Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina. So don't say Burcha. I'm saying the name of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina. The EU commands Sava. Now, Rava didn't agree with this. Meaning, what Rava hold? Rava obviously held that the halach is not like the Rabbi Seinu that was Chazur Venimnu, but he held that the halach is like the Mishnah that says every week there's this Kna. So who did he all like? Gehadi Itmar. Like this, that we learned. Rav Amr Rav Sheshes, Rav had said the name Rav Sheshes, Halacha Nimlachim Ba. That Halacha Nimlachim Ba, meaning we work with her and it's, it schleps out over a long period of time. Rafuna Brah Yehuda Amr Rav Sheshes, Rafuna Brah Yehuda said the name Rav Sheshes, Halacha Enimlachim Ba. That Halacha is actually Enimlachim Ba. And that's why there were those that thought that even Rav Sheshes, who Rav seemed to have a Messiah, held that Halacha like the Mishnah, really held that Halacha is like the Rabbi Senu, that were Chazru Venimno. Either way, a little bit of a discussion here amongst the Amiran. Whether we paskin like the Mishnah or whether we paskin like the Rabbi Seinu that will chazru v'nimnu in the Brisa, we're going to stop abruptly and go back to the earlier part of the daf and speak out a little bit of raid. That is, so one of the things 
that emerge from Mesechtis Ksubis Daf Samach Beis Amit Beis is that once upon a time there was a, a minute, a rather prevalent minute amongst the elite, where people would get married and then immediately Nach Dechasnina they would go learn for Yud Beis They would go learn for 12 years. And it sounds like not 11 years, not 13 years, 12 years. Even Rabbi Akiva, he went to learn for 12 years, then he went to learn for another 12 years. But it sounds like there's some magic to this number 12. And the question is, what exactly is that magic? So over the years, we've mentioned many times that the Chidah in the Sefer Maris Ha'ayin, that's one of the Chidah Sfarim that he wrote on Agadita, he wrote a sefer called Pesach Enayim Anagadita and another sefer called Maris Ha'ayin Anagadita. You have to have both of this one. But either way, so the Chidah in his Maris Ha'ayin brings different pshatim that the Kadmonim said, why 12 years? And then he says, I'm going to offer my own seven pshatim. Like, Bachas Yosef. He says, I'm going to offer my own seven pshatim why I think people used to learn for 12 years. The one that we've mentioned many times in the past is something that's really related to something that we learned a lot about recently. And that is, the Mishnah says, Ben Esel Mishnah. People would start learning Mishnayis when they were 10 years old. David HaMelech said that a person lives for 70 years. If a person starts learning Mishnayis, Teresh when he's 10, and he lives until he's 70, so that means that he's going to learn Teresh for 60 years. We know, said the Chida, a person is supposed to give Maiser from everything. But the Mahadrin, men Mahadrin, is to give Chaymish. So he says that they made a Cheshman that if we're going to learn or live for 60 years in the state of being immersed in Tarsh we're going to give Chaymish of the 60 years, and that's why they used to go away, and they would learn for 12 years. We once, Shtel Tzu, Ramosha's famous tshuva, in Nevena Ezer, Chelek Dalid, it's tshuva chava, where Ramosha was asked that someone that's sitting and learning, he's steiging, how much of his own time does he have to give away to help other people in their own limudim. Meaning, you want to learn, and you want to shnike, and you want to do your own thing. But at the same time, there's an Indian of helping other people that know less than you do. And the question is, from a, a lilame perspective, how much time is a supposed, person supposed to give up? It brings the Chassam Soifer that says, and when it comes to Limit HaTayri, there's no Chayach HaKoydim. And Ramosha famously says that the Chassam Soifer is Sorachin Gadol. We've spoken about this in the past. And Ramosha comes out, he says, I don't know for sure, but my Hergish is give sir. Take 10% of your time. So if you're going to learn 10 hours a day, one hour of that time should be dedicated to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of the Lama Torah. But Ramayisha held nine out of the 10 hours. You should work with your own shtaiking. Ira Preda talks about all of that. But the bottom line is, is that Rav Moshe held that there's this concept, there's this musik of being medactic in uh, Meiser when it comes to your Zman. And really, it has a makar in this chidot. That you see, there's this idea of giving Meiser from your time. And he said that was the Cheshman of Yud Beishonim. It's not Meiser, it's Chaymish. 60 years. And of the 60 years, one fifth, which is 12 years. And that's why they used to learn 12 years. But in Beis Medrash Chidish, I saw a Dover Nifla in Rabruve Margolis' Sefer, Nitzoytzeyar. It's in Masechtis Ksubistaf Nun, and he creates this picture, Kedarke Bekoidesh, based on this Gemara that people used to go learn for 12 years. And like all Shtikloch, it's a little bit of a roller coaster, and it's something that involves many Gemaras. We learned the Gemara together very recently, Dafnun Amin Aleph and Masechtis Ksubis. The Gemara said, Omele Rav the Rav Shmuel Bar Sheilas. Rav told Rav Shmuel Bar Sheilas, Batsami Barshis Leit Tekabel. That if there's a child that's less than six years old, even if this kid is a Gavaldiga kid, he's a prodigy, it doesn't matter. Leit Tekabel. Don't allow him into your yeshiva. Rav Shmuel Bar Sheilas, we spoke about him yesterday. Shivisi Hashem Leneg Dizamid. He was this great Melamatinoikis. He's the Kachavim Lohad. And Rav told Rav Shmuel Bashelas, he was guiding him, and he said that you want to know at what age you start teaching Torah when they're six years old. But Batsami Barshis, Loit to Kabel. Barshis, six years old is the perfect age. Kabel, you should bring him, Vesafi like a and you should, Mamas, you should stop the Torah down his mouth, like the way people would force feed a shark. Meaning, once he's six years old, now it's game on. Now you should go ahead and you should teach him as much as you can possibly teach him. So Rabbi Margola says that at what age did people start learning, the prodigies anyways, when they were six years old. You see from our Gemara, 
Ksubis Samach Beis Amid Beis, and Ksubis Daf Samach Gimel Amid Aleph, that people would learn for Yud Beis Shonim. It was a very, very normal amount of time to go to your Rebbe for. You would go to learn for 12 years, which would mean that when you finished learning, how old were you? You were 18 years old. He said, that's Pshan in the Gemara Masech, the Shabbos, Daf Samach Gimel Amid Aleph. Um, Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana said, Kad Havina Bartamni Sri Shnei. I was 18 years old. Vavigamir Nalei Lekula Talmudah. I knew Kola Tehra Kula, meaning I had already learned everything. I didn't know the Ein Mikra Yoytze Midei Pshutai Adashd. But till now, I didn't know this idea of Ein Mikra Yoytze Midei Pshutai. How old was Rav Kahana when he said he knew everything? He knew it, everything when he was 18 years old. There's another Gemara. Mesechtis Moit Cotton, Dav Chafei Amaral. The Gemara there discusses when Rafuna passed away and there was a big Shiloh, who should be the one that gets involved in the Oren of Rafuna. So the Gemara says, Omadu Rav Chagas, Rav Chagas was there. And Rav Chagas said, I'm going to be the one that's going to take Rafuna's holy body and I'm going to bring it into the Ma'ara where he's going to be buried. Why me? Because I knew all my learning when I was 18 years old. Then he said he was never Royal Thomas Carey. That was another reason. But he said, when I was 18 years old, I already know all my learning. So you have two Gemaras. You have Shabbos Samach Kimel Amenalf about Rav Kahana. And you have Maikot and Chafei Amenalf about Rav Chagah. That they both somehow knew Kola Tairakula when they were 18. How did it come to 18? He says, it's Pashat. Because Ksuba Staff Nun, they would start learning fast. For the prodigies, this is Rav Kahana and Rav Chagah, respectively, two great Amoyrah. When they were six, they would learn for 12 years, that's for sure the magic number, and because they would learn for 12 years, and now by the time they're 18, so they knew what they were supposed to learn. This was a 12-year mach, so it was a 12-year cycle, where the idea was to learn quote-unquote kolotayrakula. That was the concept, that was the objective, and that's why you find when they were 18 years old, they already knew kolotayrakula. But, Sarah Ruva Margolis, there's another very important Gemara, and that is the Gemara Masech to Soito, Davchav Beis Amar Aleph. The Gemara is discussing Ezeu Amaaretz. What's the definition of an Amaaretz? Achirim Oimer. Achirim said, Afilu Koyre V'Shoyme. A person learned everything. But he wasn't. He's an Amaaretz. A person can't just learn Torah. There's a new Avoida that's called being Meshamesh Atamad Chacham. And unless a person is Meshamesh Atamad Chacham, he's still considered an Amaretz. So that means these Chevra who started learning when they were six, 12 years of Torah, call it Torah They're 18 years old, Rav Kana, Rav Chag, and others. So at this stage, at this point, now they have to sit down, they have to be Meshamesh Atamad Chacham. How long were people Meshamesh Tamid Chachamen? That's also a Gemara. It's a Gemara Mesechtes Chagiga, Daf Yud Beis Amad Aleph. Shol Rabbi Yishmol es Rabbi Akiva, Kishahoyu Mahalchem Baderech. Rabbi Yishmol asked Rabbi Akiva the following question. Ato, Shashimashto es Nochem Ish Gamzu, Chof Beishonu. You and Mishnah Mishnochem Ish Gamzu for 22 years. And he brings a few Yerushalmis where you find the same Indian. That for 22 years, people were Mishnah Mishnah Chachamen. So they started learning when they were six. They would learn for 12 years. Therefore, when they were 18, they had learned. Now, for 22 years. So how old are they when they're not an Amoritz anymore? How old are they when now they're at the age where they already Korah and they were Shona and they were even Mishnamish Tamid Chachamim? Now they're 40 years old. Zakhtar Bruva Margolot. That's Pshan in the Gemara. In Avoy Dezara Dafeyam at Beis, that the Gemara says, Omar Rabbe, Shema Minot, like Koi Inish Adaiti the Rabbe Adar Bonshnit. That a person can't fully appreciate what his Rebbe is saying until he's 40 years old, because that's when you're Yoytzin Michal Amoritz. Now all of a sudden you're someone that comes to the Tish, someone that you can handle with. And he says, That's Pshan in the Gemara in Soita Dafchab Beis Amar Aleph. Dom Rabbe Voam Rafuna, my Rabbe. My Dixiv ki Rabbim Chalolim Hipilo, Vatsumim Kol Harugel. Says the Gemara, Kirabim Chalalim Hapilo, Zet Hamad Chacham, Shaloi Higia Lahira, Umaira. It's referring to a Talmud Chacham that was Loi Higia Lahira. He's not of the age yet that he could pass in Shilas, Umaira, and Afal Pikain, he does pass in Shilas. Says the Gemara, Vad Kama, what's that age? What's an age that a person was Loi Higia Lahira? Yet he's paskinin, Adar Bonshnin. It's 40 years old. When a person turns 40, now he's a Gilayra. Why is he Gilayra? It says back of the envelope arithmetic. You start learning when you're six, you learn for 12 years old, you were Karavishana when you were 18, you were Mishamish Tamid Chachamim for 22 years old, now you're not an Amoritz anymore. Once you're Karavishana, Vishimish Tamid Chachamim, now already you understand what your Rebbe said, now you're a Gilayra. I said, Rabbi from Ragolus, with those eight Gemaras, you can have a little bit of a visual. It's Pashat bringing a world back to life and giving us a little bit of an understanding besides for the herring of richness in, in so many Gemaras, but just creating this image. 
in terms of understanding a little bit maybe how things played themselves out once upon a time. One final ha'ara, and that is, I'm just prefacing this by saying that sometimes we say things that were it not for the fact that a Pasuk says it, or Chazal said it, or the Svarim Akdashim said it, this is not something that we would ever be able to say, but it's a Dover Niflo, it's way above our pay grade, but at the same time, saying over from the Heligat Tzadikim, and in this case, specifically the Chida. So the Chida wrote many, 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 many Svarim, and one of the Svarim the Chida wrote is called Rosh David. Rosh David is Drashis Alatayra. So in his Sefer Rosh David, it's in Parshas Chukas, he brings a Gemara that repeats itself in a few places in Shas. It's in Sanhedrin Samach Zayin, Sanhedrin Lamed Ches, and Chagigur Yudalad. The Gemara in those three places brings some Dvara Goda that Rabbi Akiva said. And Omalei Rabbi Lazben Azariah. And in all three of the Gemaras, Rabbi Lazben Azariah tells Rabbi Akiva, Akiva Malacha Itzel Agoda. He says, why are you missing to Charein and Agoda? Klach Midabri Secha Veleich Eitzel Negon Veholis. You don't belong in Divrei Agada. You shouldn't be learning Nagan Vahalas. Pashup Shan and the Gemara is Nagan Vahalas are really, really hard. Miktoyas, Rabbi Akiva is the great Rabbi Akiva. And someone that has the brain power of Rabbi Akiva should be exerting his energy in Nagan Other people can understand Agadat. Nagan Vahalas, that's for a select few. And they told Rabbi Akiva, Klach hates on Nagan Vahalas. We've spoken at in the past from the Lutzkarov, Rav Zalman Tzorotskin, who said an unbelievable Chiddush. He said that even though we know Halacha Kreb Yaakiva Mechaveroi, but that's only when it comes to Inyone Halacha. But by Divrei Agado, there's no Halacha Kreb Yaakiva Mechaveroi. And it's based on this Gemara, that you see that Rabbi Akiva didn't have the same Koyach in Agado. And that was the Oymek in Malacha Itzel Agado, Klach Eitzel Nagan Vahalis. It's based on the fact that Rabbi Akiva, your Koyach is much better served there because you're, you're better in Nagan Vahalis. When it comes to Agado, there, sometimes we can pass like you're about bukto, but nobody holds a candle to you. When it comes to all other areas, and that was the oimik in Malacha Itzel Agada Al Kopanim, that part of the equation. But the Chidas says that Yesh Loimar a different shot in this Gemara, and it's Behektim, something that he brings from the Gure Ari. That the Gure Ari said that a person that learns say the Tyrus. It's a school of the Tahira. That if a person has Tumor in his Guf, in his Neshama, because of the virus that he did, so there's a tremendous school, and that is to be Oisik in the Limud of Tahiris. When a person learns Tahiris, it's a school of the So listen to what he says. He says that it's Yodua. That Rabbi Chaim Vital writes in one of his forum that the Rizal was Megala to him. That we know Rabbi Akiva, when he started his life, he was a Royal sign. He was a royal sign for Kalba Savur. And during that Kufa, the Rabbi Akiva was a royal sign. At that point, Arizal said, he had a srachet. He was an Amaharetz for 40 years. The Gemara said he didn't know one parak. He didn't know one halacha. So that means by definition that he wasn't Rabbi Akiva, right? It's hard to say it sometimes. And if you say it in a different nusach, it's like, what? Yeah, but that's what the Gemara says. So Darizal said that during that Kufa, and he said more than that. He had the chet of chatas na'urim. So he says the chidah, it's nitochen, that that's why they told Rabbi Akiva, klach on the gan v'holis, because they told him, Rabbi Akiva, you should be learning the gan v'holis, based on what Aguri Ari said, that the Asik in the Gan Vaholis, the Asik in Tyrus is a tikkun lipkam oispris kodesh, and based on that, you should go ahead and you should learn the Gan Vaholis. This is what the Chida says in his Sefer Rosh Again, a Mole Mikra Amri, you can never say something like this. But this is, this is what the Chida said, and the Chida goes weiter. The Chida says that Yesh Loimar, he says, we know that Davin Amelech, it's a Medrash in Shirashirim, that Davin Amelech was mispalel, he said, he rotzain, that the Tehillim, my psalms that I'm going to sing should be in a skabel by the Ebeshta, Kalimud Negon Vahalis. What did he mean, Kalimud Negon Vahalis, Zokta Chidot? Because Limud Negon Vahalis is a school of Fetahira, and specifically Fechatus Nurim. And that's what he was saying. He was mispowered that that Tfilah should be in this, that his Tehillim should have the same Koyach, the same school, just like the Limud of learning Negon Vahalis. You know, it's interesting. This is Yodua, that Reb Chaim Velozhin and Nefshachayim, this is in Shar Dalek Perik Beis. So when Reb Chaim Velozhin makes his epic case for his definition of Torah Lashma, and certainly for Inkam Mekoy Melaharech. So he says that 
there are those that feel that you know learning Tehillim is mamish no different than learning Torah. Because what's the idea of learning Torah? It's coming close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Torah Lishma means learning Torah for the sake of coming close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That was the other shita. Said Rabbi Chaim If that's really what it is, then why do you have to learn Torah? You should be able to to say Tehillim as well, right? If you're going to tell me that the whole tachlis of learning Torah is to come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then this is Rukhain Velashin talking. He said the greatest Vekus by Kaddish Baruch Hu is Tillam. I mean, Rukhain Velashin held, it sounds like, we take this at face value, there's more Dvekus by Kaddish Baruch Hu saying Tillam than learning Torah. He rather said that in the world of Torah Lashmah, learning to do with Dvekus by Kaddish Baruch Hu has to do with Dvekus in the Torah. Again, in Kamakaymar. But that's what Rukhain Velashin says. And then he said, who knows? That David Amelech was mispalel, and he said that a person that's Isaac can tell him Yechashiv Etzloi Kilo Oya Isaac Minagam Bahalas. He goes, we have no clue. We don't know whether that tefila was ever answered. Kiloi Matzinu B'Devreim Zal Matshuva Hishiva Hu Yisparach Al Sheilasa. Because we have no Gilu and Chazal whether the Eibush to actually answer that tefila. So David Amelech was mispalel to the Eibush that if somebody is going to say Tehillim, it should be Nechshav. As if he was Oisik in a gun the Hollis. Did Abish ever answer that Tvila? So Rabchaim Balaj said, not that I'm aware of. But I'll tell you something interesting. There's a sefer called Oitzir Hayadis, and it was written by Hagoy Nagodol, Rabbi Yechil Mechelstern. And in Perik Kufyotes, the name of the Perik is Tehillim, ironically. Perik Kufyotes. So he brings this medrash that David Amalekh was mispalo, that Amir is Tehillim should be Nechshav Kot. And then he says, His tefillah was accepted. So who was the Reben Yoker? He was the Rebbe of the Ramban. The Ramban had a Rebbe who was the Reben Yoker. He wrote a very famous Pirish at And in his Pirish at he says the following. Talks about a certain time of the day that people would say, Tehillim. And he said it's mashma from that lotion that he held that Dovin Amelech's tefillah was in this gabble. And then in parentheses he writes, said he has no makar whether this tefillah was answered. But he says, I have a makar. Makar in the Rishonim. And that is from the Reben Yaakov, the Rebbe, the Ramban, that says that when a person says tefillah, he gets schar kinagam v'halos. But going back to the Chidah, the Chidah said that what's the oimik? What does it mean you get schar like learning? The Oymik is that Dovin Amelech wanted it to be Nagan Bahalis on the Indian that the Guri Ari said. That you should have that Koyach of Taira. That a person who immerses himself in a Sefer Tillim should be able to achieve a certain Taira that otherwise you would have to learn Nagan Bahalis for. That was Dovin Amelech's Tfilah. According to the Reben Yaker, anyways, the Tfilah was his Gabal. Rabchan Velozhin says there's no indication whether it was or wasn't. To him, it blibed Tsarachin. He was a little bit unsure. But either way, Either way, said the Chidah in his Reish David, that the reason they told Rabbi Akiva several times in Shas, of course the Pashib Shad is what the Pashib Shad is, but there's always a Tamnister, there's always Pnimius. The Pnimius was, go to learn the Gaon Bahalas, to be metahir yourself from the first 40 years of your life when you were a Roya Tzayin, when you were the Roya of Kalba Savor. And just to end with the obvious Hergish, and that is, Rabbi Akiva is the greatest of all time on certain levels, right? Rabbi Akiva was someone that reached the, the Sharnun, Chazal say. We always speak out from Rabbi Tzaddik that, I think today or maybe yesterday it was Rabbi Tzaddik Zerzai, but Rabbi Tzaddik said that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to reach the Shar Memtes in Kedusha, but he wasn't able to reach the Shar Nun. It's a Gemara Masachtas Rosh Hashanah, but Tachsireu, Mat Melikim, that he was able to almost reach the Spitz, but he couldn't make it all the way to the top. Why not? So Rav Tzaddik says, it's in Preet Tzaddik, in Parshish Veschanon. The reason is because the Shar Nun, the highest Madrega, is the Madrega for Bali Tshuva. Because So it's Sadik that's not about Shuva. The highest level he can reach is the Shar Memtes. The Shar Nun is for the person that's a Sadik Gomer, of course, but at the same time he got there through Shuva. Because Bemokim Shabal Shuva Oymid ain't Sadik Gomer Yochel Amri. So the 
Reb Tzadik said that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu was v'tachsereu ma'at, the reason he couldn't reach the highest level, the reason he couldn't get to the Shar Nun, because the Shar Nun is for Bali Tshuva. And Moshe Rabbeinu, the only thing he ever did wrong is he never did an Avera. As a result, he never had to do Tshuva. He was never a Pchin about Tshuva, even though there's different things. But Lamaisa never on the level where it came to about Tshuva. And because he wasn't about Tshuva, that's precisely the reason he wasn't able to reach the Shar Nun. So we once said that there's two Chazals, but you find Chazals say that Moshe Rabbeinu had Kinnah for two now, one is the Gemara Masachtas Menachas, where the Gemara says that Kishal Moshe Lurakia, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim to be Makabal the Torah, so the Evishta shows Moshe Rabbeinu around. And one of the things is, he's, he's, the Evishta was, he was writing Tagin on the Oisius of the Torah. He says, What are you doing this for? He says, Oh, because one day there's going to be someone, his name is going to be Akiva, and he's going to darshan all the Tagin. He says, Can I see him? He sees Rabbi Akiva. He says, Yeah, Rabbi Akiva, why are you giving the Torah through me? Right? Moshe Rabbeinu saw Rabbi Akiva, he thought Rabbi Akiva was greater than him. Right? There was this element of almost like a kinesiphon, it feels like. But for sure, he thought Rabbi Akiva had a certain mile and a certain madrega that he himself didn't have. Another Maramakim is there's a psikta. The psikta says that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim, he saw the Abishti was sitting and he was learning Torah. What was he learning? He was learning the sugya of Paraduma, and he was saying Rebbe Yezer Oimer, the first mission of Masechet Parah. He was saying over Allah about Rebbe Yezer, and he said, "Wow, this Rebbe Yezer, he rotsin sheyetsay mechalotzai." David said, "No problem, you're going to be zaycha. Rebbe Yezer is going to come from your descendants." Hadol dechsev v'shem ha'echad aliyaz. It's a medrash player, but as I state, the medrash it's a psikta. It's in a few different places, but the two tanam that you find that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to have shaykes to, that he had some sort of element of respect that he realized they had achieved something that he didn't was Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer. Why Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Akiva, because he was 40 years old, and at the age of 40, he didn't know Perek Echad. He didn't know Allah Achas. He said, Kshayisi Amoretz, we have that Rizal who said that there was an element of Chatas Nurim even, and that's Klach Eitzel Nagam Vaholus, like the Chidah said. There was an Indian of Rabbi Akiva, you have to learn more Tyrus than somebody else does because of the first 40 years of your life. So Rabbi Akiva, who was the Bechin of Balchuva, so therefore Rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu sees Rabbi Akiva, he knows that he's someone that could have a Shaykhist to the Sharon Nun, something that, that he can't have a Shaykhist to, and as a result, Rabbi Akiva, why are you giving it through me? Give it to Rabbi Akiva. What about Rabbi Eliezer? But the point is, it's Rabbi Akiva and it's Rabbi Eliezer. But it's just such a, a, a her- strong hergish and for sure a chizik that you, how could you associate Rabbi Akiva with this Indian of needing to learn Titus and saying Tehillim and because of, but it comes from the Arizal, it comes from the Chidah and it shows that a person who for 40 years of his life wasn't just someone that didn't start learning yet. He was a Royet Soin and the Arizal said a Royet Soin meant that he was a Choshud and Choshud even Be'inyin Chatas Na'urim. And Afal Pikein, it's Dafka Rabbi Akiva that goes down as being the great Rabbi Akiva.